Fab Lab Podcast, episode 67, Drifters. Welcome to the Fab Lab, the stone industry's only podcast dedicated exclusively to the business side of your stone shop, where we focus on improving operations inside the business so we can experience more life outside of it. So let's get down to business. Welcome back to another episode of the Fab Lab Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Crowley. Back with Wesley Rice. It's good to be back, Aaron. <laughs> I don't know if I'd say it's good to be back from vacation, but I am happy to be back in the studio with you recording another episode. It's awesome, actually. I, I, I was alone and adrift <laughs> recording those episodes by myself while on vacation, so this is really exciting to be back with you on another episode. We're going to continue this conversation, uh, kind of continue the theme Got to admit some things that uh, are, are a little hard to admit, but I think in the spirit of uh, the Fab Lab podcast, being transparent and uh, making ourselves available in the interest of helping us all improve the business side of our businesses, ha, got to do it. And so I'm, I'm really excited. This is uh, um, like we were just talking about before we hit record. You know, and you can be transparent, um, it, it, it alleviates all the stress. When you can just be sincere and genuine, you got nothing to hide. You got nothing to hide. Nothing yeah. to fear. Mm-hmm. And so it's uh, it's refreshing to be able to, to start a podcast knowing I'm going to admit some things in this episode <laughs> that, you know, I may not necessarily relish in. And actually, we both do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. it, it's going to be a great episode. And so I wanted to start, ladies and gentlemen, Fellow fabricators, fans, audience of the Fab Lab podcast, wanted to start with an interaction I had with my wife earlier this week. Uh, she was reading a magazine about education and um, kind of family-related topics, and I, I went in there, asked her how she was doing, and uh, she was getting ready for bed, and she started crying. And oh. I said, oh, what's going on? I read this article, and it was a family-related topic about and it illustrated to her in that weak moment all the things that she or we weren't doing. Mm. And family's big for us. We have six kids. Family's really important to us. I mean, like, really important to us. And she said, I know I should be focusing on the things that we're doing, but sometimes you you read the things that somebody else is doing and you go, I, I'm not doing that, and I don't have the capacity right now to add that to our life. And there was this discouragement. And, and so I didn't try and solve the problem there. But what it illustrated to me, it was, it was one of those moments of, you know, when you get warm in the face and, and it's that, that moment of self-awareness and, and clarity. And I, I thought to myself, I didn't mention this to my wife, but I thought, because I was trying to engage with her and, and encourage her. But at the back of my mind, the first thing that entered my mind was I've written a lot of articles talking about best practices and things that you should or can do. We've done almost as many podcasts as articles as I've, as I've written. Do, and essentially doing the same thing, trying to just provide opportunity, provide good, trying to share things that, that can help in a business. Mm-hmm. And, and it, that, the reason I got hot in the face and was how often have I demonstrated or have I written about or talked about a practice or something that you can do or something that you should do in your stone shop and a fabricator listening or a fabricator reading that has had that moment of discouragement and maybe even despair going, I can't even do the things I need to do right now that I know I need to do and I've, and I've 
I've now I've just heard of one more thing that I'm not doing. Mm-hmm. And, and that was, I just want to speak to that on two, two levels. Number one, fellow fabricators, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, fans, audience, followers of the Fab Lab podcast. Um, the goal here is not to add to the burden. Uh, the, the goal is not to tell you you should be doing more than you're already doing. These are things that are going to hit a spectrum of people. A lot of people are going to hear an episode and it's not going to be relevant. It's not going to be timely for them to deal with that because it's not the right time. For other people, they're gonna, that's, it's the perfect time. That was exactly what they needed to hear. The timing was right. They have the capacity to do it and they know that's something I got to implement. And so ladies and gentlemen, don't. we do a podcast every week. It's not possible to to digest everything that we are talking about every week and implement it in your business. And so if 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 if, if you have had that I just wanted to encourage you, don't despair. Don't be discouraged. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater saying I just can't do one more thing. Just know that it's a struggle. And and there's going to be episodes you're just going to have to say I don't have I, that's, that's not right for me. It sounds good. I probably, you know, maybe should be doing that, but it's not the right time. It's not the right space. It's not the right thing. It's okay to, 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 to listen to it and go, yeah, that was nice, but I'm moving on. I can't do that. And, and when the, when the, the topic that is relevant and timely, then you, you make those decisions and you say, no, that is something I have to add to the business. And so ladies and gentlemen, I just wanted to start today's episode with that reality check. I think that's a great point, Aaron, because there's everywhere you look, you can't help but to compare. Mm. And when you compare, it's either I'm doing great or I'm doing bad. Mm. And it's just human nature to try to compare. But I, I, I think everyone's success story is their own success story. My success, six, my success, my success story, my success story is not your success story right. and vice versa. And yep. I think remember, just remembering that we're on our own journey. So like I said, there's topics from. You know, topic 32, topic 25, you know, from, yeah. from the past. The, the, those might not be relevant now. In the future, they might. Yep. And, and just w- when you're ready, they're there. And yeah, and, that, and that's such a great point because of this day and age and, and, and how many of, uh, I don't know if you could say I'm on social media, but, <laughs> but we use that platform, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and, and it's easy to compare. And it's easy to, to even just look at somebody else's quote unquote success mm-hmm. and, and you might think that you're doing great because they're not doing well, that doesn't really serve your business. That, that, that's a momentary, temporary, feel-good emotion that doesn't actually move you towards success mm-hmm. and vice versa. If you see somebody else's success and you compare yourself and, and, and you're just discouraged, it doesn't give you any constructive way to move towards that. It's just it's discouragement. And so, yeah, comparing yourself is, is, is harmful. But we all, we do it. And so sometimes, you know, some, yep. it can be easily fall into that trap. Yeah, and what you said is, is your success isn't mine. And so when you're talking about that, defining what success means for you, yes. indivi- it's different for every single person in this audience. It's different. These principles apply across, you know, an industry-wide, you know, sort of discipline, but the definitions of success for each one of us is, is going to be different. In some cases, radically different. Our mm-hmm. motivations are different. Our life experiences are different. Our reason for doing what we do is different. And so I just want to make a quick mention here. Um, to that point, our personal relationship to the business and this whole topic of success uh, is a big issue. 
it's something really important that a lot of times when when we're running these businesses and it's just it's, it's dominating everything it's hard for us to step back far enough to even have that that time to consider how have I defined success what is my definition for success as the owner of this company and so I want to encourage you fellow fabricators a tool that we've developed at AaronCrowley.com is the stone shop business assessment the first category the four core categories of business success is the personal relationship we have with our business. It's how do we relate to the business as the owner. I would, It's a free assessment. The results are emailed to you. It's a great checkup, if you will, to kind of start that process of, of if you haven't done that, if you haven't taken the time to stop and evaluate what does success mean to you and, and what you're currently doing, does that meet that threshold or definition of success? Because if it doesn't, might want to make some changes. So anyway, free resource over at AaronCrowley.com, the Stone Shop Business Assessment. Would encourage you to visit that and check that out if this topic of you know success and comparing yourself uh, you know is resonating with you. So we got to get to this episode. That was just and we kind of went uh, kind of went down a rabbit trail there, but I think it's important. Yeah. And so we're going to get to the topic. It is related in a sense. This idea of transparency um, and the topic of the last two episodes. Uh, there's more transparency to come, ladies and gentlemen. But before we get to that, I want to mention a word from our sponsor, No Lift Install System. Now, we talk about the absolutely fantastic and necessary impact that that device has on your install crew and the profits of your company. But in today's sponsorship moment, I want to talk about an aspect of the No Lift System that you may not be aware of. The no Lift Install System is completely 100% American made with absolutely sophisticated technology. It, it's incredible. Uh, there is a video that No Lift Install System just produced and made available on YouTube and on their website, uh, social media, that you can go see. And it's how the No Lift System is manufactured. It's pretty incredible. This American made. This is American-made 100%. Laser cutting of all the tube, robotic welding of all the parts, high-level powder coating, and American assembly shipped to its customers. And so if you are not aware, if you'd like to see that video, visit noliftsystem.com, visit their YouTube channel, check out their social media, the Instagram, Facebook page. You can see that aspect. It's really important. It's 100% American made and uh, the quality is reflected in that. And so check out noliftsystem.com, check out that fantastic product and how it can benefit your install crew and your company. Now back to our episode. I, I, this is part two of my transparency <laughs> of coming clean. Got back from vacation. Monday was my first day back at work. Had had a great vacation, a great time away. It is good to be back. Although I would have, uh, I would have been happy to have spent another couple of weeks or a month or a year <laughs> in that place. It's good to get away too, yeah. And 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 here's why. Day one, back at the company. Maybe it was day two. This could have been Tuesday. I don't know. First thing I get in, and we got a problem. Our sales manager actually meets me. You know what's going on out there? <laughs> no. Well, you better get out there. <laughs> so great. So we get out there. It's a quartz job. It's got all this marring and marking on it and, and seemingly stuff that's penetrated the surface. It's a dark gray quartz. Ding, ding, ding. We can't get it off. We can't clean it. We can't remove it. We can't understand what happened. The slabs were nice when we laid it out, went through production, and it cannot be installed. So now I got an install crew standing around. I got finishers that are under stress because they're getting the blame essentially for this job not being ready on time. 
I got a production manager that's pissed and a customer who's my per- <laughs> my personal friend. And if- <laughs> a friend sent me a text asking when the guy's showing up. And I look out and I see the counter still sitting there. I'm like, uh oh. <laughs> they're not even on a cart. They're on the finishing tables. And it's like, it, it, it always works out that way. It's always a personal friend. It's always a personal reference to where things go sideways. But the point is, there, there's like multiple ironies here. Here's a job, not finished, not QC'd, not on a cart ready for install as scheduled and as promised. And everybody's frustrated not to mention the company is now mm-hmm. suffering when you got eight or nine people standing around trying to troubleshoot a problem that is expensive mm-hmm. really expensive not to mention we're not getting to the job site and installing it so that we can get paid all kinds of negative effects to this so the irony here's the irony i'm having this conversation with my production manager in the aftermath of this, um, we had to call the customer and say, we can't install it. There's too many problems with this material. We don't know what happened. We call the supplier and say, you get down here. Quartz isn't supposed to have these kind of problems, in theory. Mm-hmm. Chuckle, chuckle. <laughs> but what do we do? We gotta, we'll be right down, so we're waiting for them. Production manager is just frustrated beyond belief. Here's the interesting thing that he told me. He said, Aaron, you know what broke down? The checklist, because they didn't notify me of this last night. Hmm. They should have notified me of this last night when we would have had time to handle it. And so I didn't QC this job. And I just at first went like, are you freaking kidding me? (laughs) That was like my first thought. And then my second thought was to just burst out loud laughing. And he's like, what's so funny? I'm like, I said, honestly, you're literally not going to believe the irony of what you just told me. Because I produced, I don't know if you've listened to the last two episodes of the Fab Lab podcast, which he hadn't. I said, but literally, of all the checklists and processes that I could have referenced in the last two episodes of the Fab Lab podcast, take a wild guess at what they were. He's like, no way. I go, yeah, the finisher's checklist and our QC process for the production manager to make sure that this kind of stuff doesn't happen. And here it is, the second job back from vacation talking about it. And we are suffering the consequences of drift. So then he goes on to tell me, he's like, Aaron, I have to own this. I know why this happened and I know what to do. He was still hot. He had to own it. He said, Aaron, it broke down. I had a vacation two weeks ago, right before I left on vacation. And then he said, over the weekend of the vacation, coming back, our Sawyer had a baby. And so our Sawyer was out for three days. And so I was busy filling in for our Sawyer. And over the course of those two weeks, our regular meetings had broken down because I wasn't here and I was busy cutting. And the finishers had stopped coming to me to say, hey, the checklist is done. We need you to come QC it. He said they were feeling bad about me having to do two jobs. And so they thought it was great. Well, we didn't follow the process. Drift occurred, that momentum, that force, that need for ongoing maintenance. So ladies and gentlemen, I hope you feel a little bit better about yourself if you're thinking, I don't have that process in place. Well, guess what? We have the process in place and we didn't follow it. <laughs> and we suffered a major I don't know, minor catastrophe. Everything's fine. We got it resolved. We'll go install it on Monday and the customer will be happy. We'll see what your friend says, you know, in private <laughs> to you when he's when it's all done. 
<laughs> I actually got to chime in too. In the vein of being transparent, I got a story I can relate to as well that actually happened this week. Now, I've done oh, well over 100 video video shoots all by myself, um, but this one I had this week, I had the opportunity to have uh, a videographer join me and help me out on camera. So we set up, we do everything, uh, we were interviewing multiple, uh, multiple people. Um, when it was all said and done, I realized the memory card we had had ran out. My first thought is, you know, you're a videographer, you got one job and it's to record something. But what had happened is that we didn't follow the checklist. You know, you got a checklist to make sure the lighting's right, the camera settings right, the audio's right, that you got a fresh memory card. Um, you know, so so you get angry, but but then you realize, you know, you didn't follow. I, I didn't follow the checklist. Um, so then you look unprofessional. It's embarrassing to the customer, and and you got to reschedule and come back later. There's the assumption, the subconscious. It's so natural, we subconsciously assume that it goes without saying that if there's some something blinking on the camera screen, you know, the entire time the camera's running and the interview is going on, you know, you'd assume someone would say something about that. Yeah, and it's like, you know, going back to this lab, it's like, well, if you guys saw the imperfections, why don't you say something? Right. Well, it wasn't QC'd. You know, it... it and you, you get angry, but if you don't own it, you'll repeat it. Yeah. And I'm not going to repeat that again. You know, you, yeah. you, you, got, you got the checklist and it's like non-negotiable. Yep. That's why I have the checklist. So why I have a checklist if you ain't going to follow it? Right. Yep. And well, that's why. Yep. And, and, and to your point about owning it, that was probably something that was most striking to me about a production manager's response. And ladies and gentlemen, fans of the Fab Lab podcast, this is... Do not overlook this small point, which seems to be a small point. It's the biggest point. Having a constructive response to these kind of things is what is the difference between success and failure. Because this stuff happens. Even when you have processes in place, it happens. But if you have no constructive response, meaning a positive way of reacting to this so that it's less likely to happen in the future, it's going to happen again in the future. And you gain nothing from it. You, it's just, it's all loss. And so this instance, my production manager said to me, and Aaron, I have to own this. I let what we know to work slide. My vacation, coming back, we made an exception. In a sense, we, he didn't use these words. He used the phrase, I have to own this. So that's the most important thing. The second most important was his response. Number one, I have to own this. Number two, I know exactly what I have to do to get back on track. Called a meeting with his team. We've drifted. <laughs> we have these processes in place and we have to return to them. And I saw them having their meeting around a slab at the layout table later that morning. And, and that return. But, but here's the point. If you're not willing to own it, ladies and gentlemen, a tool in your hands is of no use to you if you don't believe it will work, or if you don't believe you can make it work, or if you don't believe that it works, you can't put it to use. It's like buying a digital template system and going out and, and, and not trusting that it's actually accurate. So next thing you know, yeah, you've got the tool, but you don't believe that it's going to work. And so that, that, that flawed belief prevents you from getting the benefit of having the device. Well, the same thing is true here. What we return to is the checklist and the process. That's the tool. 
But if you don't have the mindset to where your response, if you don't get to the place where where you believe this is my responsibility, the reason this broke down and the reason we're having this problem and the reason that we've got eight guys standing around wondering what to do, costing the company a ton of money and frustrating a customer is because I haven't insisted on making sure that this checklist was filled out and that I was following the process that I've committed and agreed to do to make sure that this stuff is caught in time for us to resolve it before it blows up in our face. That's the power. That's We're all drifters, people. That's the essence of this episode. That, that, that current is always pushing against us. We're all subject to that drift. The difference between, and I will say this, even though we talked about success, successful companies and successful CEOs and successful leaders You can't be successful if you can't own it. So that's number one. This tool, the process that we talk about so frequently, uh, assigning the position, defining the result, designing the operation, having checklists in place and, 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 and redundancy and processes to make sure that certain things are followed so that this stuff doesn't happen. That's the tool. Number one, to use the tool, you gotta believe that you're responsible. And that gives you a constructive response because if you're blaming everybody, your only your only available response is just like you said. The, the, the gut reaction is anger to demean the person running the camera, or in this case, not following the process. No, sir, no, ma'am. You got to own it. Number one before you can actually put the tool to good use. And so that really, to me, was 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 worth talking about today. And, and likewise, that continues up the chain. Wes, you and I know we had a company meeting this morning, and we talked about this very thing as a company. And I had to admit, drift has occurred. I didn't use that word. Things have slid in some areas of the business, and, and I've let them slide. It can be easy to let slide because it's like, oh, just a little bit here, a little bit here. Mm-hmm. Like going back to that video shoot, we had recorded the first two sessions and got all the B-roll. We got everything because we had followed the checklist on the first part of the interview. But the main interview was the owner. We were waiting for him to come. He was late. So we said, well, we'll just reschedule. But as we were about to leave, he comes walking through the door. He's huh? like, let's do this. Huh? So in a frantic, we, we I, I looked to the, the camera guy helping me and. I was like, can we do it? He's like, yeah, let's do it real quick. No problem. I was like, well, no need for the checklist. <laughs> you, 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 and we drifted just like that to, to where, you know, you check lighting, you check the camera settings, you check the audio, and you always put a new memory card in. Hmm. Well, going so fast, you're like, ah, no, we're good. We're good. We're good. Just, yeah. just run it. We, we got him here. Yeah. And you look at, you come to find out you weren't. <laughs> and you drifted because you, you thought you had it. Yeah. Um, Hey, congratulations, owner. If that was uncomfortable and awkward, guess what? We're going to have to do it again because we didn't get any other footage. Yeah, so having that conversation is fun. <laughs> <laughs> but fortunately, the owner was about as nice and just a great guy to work with. Uh, that um, He said, he's whatever we need, we're welcome to come back. So uh, in some ways, I feel like I dodged an awkward bullet. But in the same time, I, it's, it's something I learned. And the importance of, you know, do yeah. not drift. Yeah. You know, it, the tendency is like just one time will be fine. Mm-hmm. We're good. Yeah. We just did it. Yeah. Well, well, the ideal is to prevent the drift, but the yes. fact is, is it's going to happen. Yeah. The, the, the question is, is our response. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, here's the challenge. Are you, how are you going to respond the next time this happens? I mean, hopefully 
um, we're leading by example here, being transparent, <laughs> demonstrating that this is re- man. What you see here on the Fab Lab podcast, yeah, these are best practices. Yeah, these are techniques that work. Um, but you're seeing the other side of it too. It's an ongoing commitment. Um, you know, we're not trying to um, sugarcoat anything. The only picture I've got on my Instagram page is of an island that fell over in the trailer. It shows what a terrible you know social media person I am. Uh, but you've got to you've got to be able to get to that point to admit it to yourself that you got to make changes. And and, and and if you can change the way you think about these situations, if you can transition your mindset to believing that it is your responsibility. Mm-hmm. And just as you give give the, the crew grace, give the cameraman grace and realizing the blame falls on you, give yourself grace yeah, as well. That's no, a good it's, point. it's not about beating yourself up, but. Yeah. growing and get and improving from there. Right. That's a good point. That's a really good point. But it's it's the first step. That's the essence yes, of this this episode is. is is owning it and then putting those tools to use mm-hmm. to prevent it from happening again. And and it just it cascades throughout the organization and and you will see over time when that mindset and that methodology are applied, you will be able to look back and go my company looks very different today. Yes. Very different from what it looked like. 6 months ago. 12 months ago, 18 months ago, forever ago, because we're always having to apply these principles. And so, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in for another episode. Wes, uh, thank you for sharing that. Um, you didn't tell me that until this morning about what happened with that customer. I didn't really want to tell anybody. It's embarrassing, but, but you know, those things happen. And I think just being, like you said, transparent and vulnerable yeah. and owning it. It's, yeah. It's what happened. Yep. And so, uh, ladies and gentlemen, fellow fabricators, as we consider another week, you know, between this and the next episode, know that you're not alone. Mm-hmm. Know that the picture that you see out there is not all that it seems. And if you've got challenges, if you've got things you got to get through, be encouraged. Be encouraged. Um, we all do. And I would encourage you also to visit AaronCrowley.com. You know, one of the other aspects of this mindset, sometimes in my in my coaching, I'm discovering this in, in, in my own experience, having been coached and having been challenged in my mindsets and the beliefs that I hold that have completely transformed certain aspects of my personal life and my business career. Um, sometimes we need, a you know, somebody else's perspective to help us see what it is that we are thinking see what we're believing, see what it is about ourselves that is limiting us and preventing us from making those changes that allow us to pursue and sometimes helping us define success. So I just want to extend this invitation on an ongoing basis. Increasingly, we are seeing the opportunity here. So many people have reached out to me having read Less Chaos, More Cash and saying, can you help me? I get the methodology. I understand it makes so much sense. I recognize that this is the essence of me transferring my mastery of my skills throughout my organization so that the company can continue to grow and so that I can experience the success that I hoped to, that I had hoped I would experience when I started this company. It finally dawned on me. People have been asking about this for so long. Can you help? Is there anything you can do to help me implement this? And it was like, no, <laughs> it, I, I, you, you got the book. Gosh, we're recognizing the power of one-on-one coaching and group coaching and and the power of of having somebody else help you shift mindset so that you can put those tools to use. So ladies and gentlemen, another invitation to visit AaronCrowley.com. You can start with the Stone Shop Business Assessment, um, but you can also start 
with a 90-minute complimentary coaching call with me. If you have listened to this podcast, if you have read my book, if the things that we talk about on this podcast resonate with you and there are things that you'd like, but but that difficulty that my, my buddy likes to use the phrase, fixing the wing while you're flying the airplane, it is tough to keep the business going and at the same time, make time to implement those things that are going to actually make the business easier that give you the freedom to then focus on the success of the business. It's tough. And and sometimes having somebody else to walk with you, to listen to you, to hear you out, uh, and to, uh, in some cases, challenge you is what you need. It's the catalyst to break out of what's preventing you from moving forward so that you can move forward and, and identify what is going to make you successful or identify what is success for you so that you can actually get a plan to pursue it. So I just want to invite you again, a reference, AaronCrowley.com, the Stone Shop Business Assessment, and you can schedule a call right there. You don't have to talk to me. You can go to the website and you can schedule a 90 minute complimentary coaching call with me and we can talk about those things that are going on between you and your business. And so ladies and gentlemen, with that, I want to encourage you to keep grinding. Don't stop. Don't give up be encouraged. And I encourage you to make sure you tune in next week for the next episode of the Fab Lab Podcast. And until then, happy fabricating.